and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I have an awesome guest with me here today. I am super excited for this conversation. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come and chat with us. Um, we can't wait to learn more about what you do. And, you know, I know it's so aligned with what a lot of our listeners are looking for. So just tell us a little bit about you. Yes, absolutely. Well, hi, everyone. I am Kristen. I am the owner of two businesses, the first being Vow and Vast and the second being Remotely Balanced. Both missions are to really help women feel aligned with their energy and to create more space and ease into their day-to-day without compromising any goals and commitments and connections. So that is my whole mission. I use cycle management, human design, productivity, all in the name of time management to create an ideal schedule, I suppose, for any woman looking to create a better work-life balance. That's awesome. So do you work with entrepreneurs and also people in corporate America? I'm just curious. Absolutely. Yes, yes, both. I don't discriminate. I know I'm an entrepreneur, but I also came from corporate America. So I know women in any industry really sometimes can struggle from burnout and kind of breaking the patriarchal, you know, glass ceiling there, um, as well as, you know, taking time and creating balance. So all women invited to this club, for that. sure. <laughs> well, it's going to fit in perfectly well with us. We are all so scatterbrained and trying to get our, <laughs> I'll speak for the collective. Most of the time I just share with our listeners, you know, what the chaos is like behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to learn more from you. Um, you know, and as I made this recent pivot, which a lot of our listeners are either pivoting or just starting their business, or maybe they're a few months in and they're really just feeling it, you know, especially with the holidays coming up, it's draining, keeping going and keeping the business going and all of that. So can you tell us like some of the tips that you may have for your clients that we could maybe implement today if possible? Yeah, absolutely. I would start by doing a time audit. I always, that's always ground zero for anybody looking to get you know, quick to do in place, take some action immediately. I would, you know, take a look at where your time is going. And if you honestly don't know, if you don't care to plan it, that's okay, girl. There is a lot of free tools out there and you can time block on your Google calendar. Just write down what you're doing every hour or summarize every hour if you can at the end of the day. And after a week, 
preferably a month, but sometimes we don't got a month to be doing this. So after a week, see where your time is going. Like what projects at work or your business are you working on the most? Are you working on client stuff all the time? Are you not making time for yourself? Are you more in your biz or your career versus, you know, taking less date nights? What's going on there? Take a look at it and really see what is missing. And using that information, I would then start creating the layers of looking into your human design, pulling up your body graph just to see what type um, you are. And to see what kind, what rest looks like for you. What does recharging look like? What does alignment really feel and look like? Because then you can start creating elements, like say you're a projector and you've been working nonstop on this one project and you just finished it and you need some rest. Now you know what that time on it, maybe what days you can take more rest. Maybe you can take a half day off on Friday because you're not working as much. Maybe your clients are off for the week you know, little pockets of opportunity around there and then taking that element and then moving into cycle management and seeing and creating tasks and moving your schedule according to the phases of your menstrual cycle. So yeah, step one, time on it. That's the one thing you can do today. And then if you want to get fancy, start layering in those other, you know, spiritual holistic pieces to really get a vibe of your energy. Yeah, that's awesome. A lot of our listeners are familiar with human design and will actually be having another uh, guest on to like go through my chart with us and stuff. But I really want to get in with you, Kristen, today. Like, what is the cycle mapping like? Because I myself have actually had other podcast guests on where they shared, you know, and I was in their programs of cycle mapping and it's amazing. I mean, they have awesome tools. But I myself, as a perfectionist, have a really hard time turning people down or like adjusting my schedule during my cycle. It's one of the biggest hurdles that I am trying to overcome now. So do you have any tips for us that are, you know, having a hard time leaning into that? Yeah, absolutely. I would, you know, if you aren't already, if you don't know where you're at in your cycle, start tracking it. Day one is the first day you bleed and up to when you next bleed, there's your cycle. So you'll be able to get a feel of your energy. So re-familiarize yourself with your unique cycle and the patterns that's been making for the past three months. And then take a look at how long your phases are. And a really good way to help you do this is through an app. I was recently on natural cycles, but I have moved towards temp drop which is more of an arm armband when you sleep yeah. and it takes accurate, more accurate temperature. It's wonderful. I love it. I use that now and I'm able, since I did one year with natural cycles, I can, I can tell very specifically when my phases are going to arrive plus or minus a few days. So knowing that I can then compare it, but I also put these things in my calendar. Okay. So I have a little to-do list in my Google calendar. I don't use tasks. I don't know why Google tasks have you used it. I don't know. I, I'm oh. not, I don't vibe. I don't vibe with it for some reason, but neither here nor there people. Sorry about that. No, um, I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So I just learned something there. Like I have no clue what that even is, but that, I might check it out. Who knows? You know, <laughs> please do. Google is just like, it's starting to become more of like a productivity trove. Like, you, you know, if, 
if you have Google Suite, if you have a Google email, you can pull out your calendar, but then on the side of your little calendar, you have different tabs. You can take notes during a meeting. You can create a whole doc for it. You can also create tasks for yourself and assign a due date for you. And it will show up and remind you in your calendar, which is cute. Yeah. But not my preferred way to do things. But anyway, besides the point, in my calendar, I have time blocks every day. And within those time blocks, the first thing that I see when I click into it, it's the name of my phase that I'm in. So I plan this out each week ahead. So last week I was planning on getting my period, which happened on Friday and it's now about to be over with. So now everything says follicular and big, (laughs) bold type. So I know then I kind of move things around my schedule, knowing that and knowing that it's a month out and I can now see a pattern, I will be making decisions now based off of that. So if people are coming to me now in this energy, which is more squirrely, more, I have a whole bunch of energy and I'm kind of scattered, squirrely and potentially very overwhelmed. And I'm going to probably want to push things off potentially because I'm in the middle of initiating a bunch of things that came up last month and I feel comfortable moving forward with. So I might be saying yes to things that are more so in my ovulation Okay. And then saying no to things to, or like pushing things out to my luteal that require more of my focus and less multitasking. You know what I mean? So when you put labels in for every day in your Google calendar, it could be in your planner, somewhere, somewhere that you've written it down, you can tell you're like, okay, someone comes to me and wants me to make a decision for two weeks from now to meet up with them. And I'm going to be my luteal phase. I'm not going to want to do that. You know what I mean? So starting out slow with tiny steps like that and just planning for the week ahead. And then you can kind of automatically see what's going to happen within the next four weeks. Cause you just know your cycle at that point, you know, your phases, but if you wanted to be super, you know, grand slam, plan it out a whole month ahead, really see, I always start my month's goals and things like that. I start planning that two weeks before the month actually ends and the new month starts. So I'm thinking about what are the big projects? What would I like to see actually done? Right. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. And then I take a look at the calendar. I'm like, all right, well, December 2nd, that's usually when I start bleeding. I want to rest. And lucky for me, my bleed always happens on a Friday and it's gone by Tuesday. So I don't have to take too much time off of work or really slow down in any way. Cause those are the days I'm chilling out anyway. So with that in mind, then I'm like, okay, the week after let's start initiating all these projects. Like let's get going. And then I gradually move throughout the rest of the phases for the rest of the month and plan from there. That's so interesting to hear how like you actually plan it out, you know, because like how you said, everybody, I guess, gets into their own groove, but I've never heard an explanation of how people are doing this. You know, I've heard like the app and stuff, but I was like, am I really going to know, you know, like I'm a Google calendar lady too. So like that is my life is on my calendar. So when you say to just add it in there, like, oh, duh, that makes sense. Then I'm kind of in tune with my body. I think that that's the other piece 
that I'm really trying to get into. And, you know, I love how you explained each phase and I'm sure our listeners can go do, you know, more in-depth research on that. But I really wanted to point out the phase that you were talking about, which is post our bleed. And that's really when we have the most energy, right? We're ready to kind of get back into things. Or is it pre-bleed where we have the most energy or is it both? Like I have no clue. Mm, It's different kinds of energy. So the way I look at it is that your follicular, that's the phase that comes right after you finish bleeding, that is inner spring. So you're starting to get your energy back again. It's not your peak energy, but you definitely have a lot more energy. You're in initiation mode, like anything that came up during your period, you're just like, wow, that sounds like a really good idea. You're now probably going to take action on it. And then your ovulation is next. And that is where your peak energy is. And that's, this is the time where your body wants to make babies. So automatically you're attracting just Mm -hmm. opportunities to you. If you show up, if you want to show up, if you want to network, if you want to go on dates, if you want to hang out with friends, if you want to connect with clients, that is the peak time. But, and that's also called inner summer. So we go from inner spring to inner summer with ovulation. Those are the times where you're like, I can be front facing. So hence why I scheduled this time to do this podcast. It's like, I'm going to be on my follicular. I'll be fine. I can show up and I won't be tired. And then we get into inner fall, which is luteal. So things start slowing down. I was reading a story from my cycle coach, who is absolutely wonderful, but people are commenting and saying that in luteal phase, people are organizing like, and luteal is the longest phase. It's about two weeks long. People are cleaning, they're organizing, (laughs) but they're also slowing down because it's inner fall. So things are, your energy is starting to, to wane a little bit, like during inner spring, inner summer, you might be able to multitask a little better, but luteal, you want to pick the one to two projects you want to focus on and complete each week and go full in on that. And if you're planning on showing up for things, create buffers of time in between pre-showing up and post-showing up so you can like hype yourself up, psych yourself up and like get into that energy and then recharge right afterwards because your body's starting to go into nesting mode. It's like, okay, going to our little hermit cave. And then the second week of luteal, that's when that inner winter starts coming. Like that's the last week and you're starting to probably feel PMS a little bit harder. And as much as I, everyone knows PMS, I like to call them body notifications because PMS just sounds not great. And it's definitely something that can be helped if you really follow your faces very well. But then you slide into your interwinter and your menstrual and that's all cozy vibes. That's resting, rest, 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 rest. This is where you'll, you will not have the energy. You're not, don't, please don't do any crazy cardio. Don't do any of that stuff. That's when we're doing some nice stretching, some walks, some yoga, chilling out. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh. I love it. Thank you for like that overview. Cause it is complicated, you know, for us that 
aren't currently doing it, it feels complicated. But as you're saying that, it's funny, like I am a master organizer. Like I know when my period is coming because I have like this urge, like I will literally stop working to go organize something. It's, or I'm like cooking, you know, or I'm cleaning. So that makes a lot of sense. I actually had like roommates and family members bring it up to me before because it's like that prominent, (laughs) like I have to be doing it or I have anxiety. So like whole nother story. Um, so I love that explanation and it's good to know that that's natural, you know, like that's something that I should be feeding into because I kind of have on my calendar, like a running calendar. So things that I can push off to the next day, if something comes up, you know, during the week, I allow myself to do that. And old me was very stuck in the way, like if it is on the calendar, get it done, you know? No, because your energy is going to show up so differently. And like you were saying, you're like, I don't know my exact phases and that's okay. I sometimes I might not be in follicular right now. I'm probably still in the remnants of menstrual. I'll probably be a little tired after this. Maybe I'll need to take a nap. And if that's the case, move things out. You know, you don't know the exact overlap of when a phase starts. It's all about listening to that energy and being like, Hey, I do feel like I have more energy today. I think I am switching into a different phase or wow, I'm starting to slow down and I'm starting to get irritable about Mm -hmm. things that are just, you're just catching yourself. You're like, why am I getting so annoyed about that? It's like, oh, wait, I think I've arrived into my luteal. And if you're tracking your cycle via an app, the minute you ovulate and it detects that you're in your luteal phase, like you're, you've started your winter fall. So, you know, you're like, oh man, I probably ovulated a few days ago. And now you have arrived. That might be why you're more irritable, but you also why you're cleaning and getting ready to nest because your body is like, I hope I'm making a baby. We got to nest and make sure like, you know, that's so really suits it. Yeah. Like it's so cool how it's really is all connected to, you know, like going back into these old, you know, not old, but I guess like ancient, you know, real phases of life too. Like I love my coach also describes it as summer, winter, fall. And I appreciate that. You know, my other coach actually told me I had to stop using the words PMS because Mm -hmm. it had really taken on this negative connotation for me, you know? Um, And I want to appreciate that cycle. I don't want to hate that luteal part of my cycle or my menstrual, you know, like I don't want to hate it. I want to love it. So changing the language has really helped me and just, yeah, being easier on myself. But I think that that does come with a lot of support too. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like, you probably know with your coaches, you become best friends with women who talk about their cycle and are just so freely and open and connected with it. And that was one of the things why I went to a cycle coach. Cause I was like, I'm really into this stuff, but I don't feel as connected to my womb space as I feel like I should be. Like it is our divine right to be feeling very connected to our cycle. It is natural seasons happening inside of our body to create life. And if we're not creating life to create and birth projects, businesses, promotions, whatever, what have you, whatever you want to birth into this world. So that's why I ended up getting a cycle coach, but I've been obsessed with productivity and time management 
for forever. So that's where I started really learning about cycle management. But then that last piece, I was like, I want to learn about nutrition around cycles and learning about, you know, rephrasing PMS into what I call body notifications. Like if a phone is notifying you that you, you know, whatever, that you've got a text, I feel like my body gives me notifications to be like, hey, just a heads up, you burnt out yourself out. So you might be feeling a little crappy in the next couple of days. So just a heads up there, you know? Totally. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as like stressful. Like I think we, a lot of women, you know, and of course, like for our listeners, if this doesn't resonate with you, don't take this forward. Um, but I know for myself, like I was raised in a household that it was like, oh, you know, here I got my period again. It's like, really, we all know it's coming every month. Like we might yeah. as well ease into it. So I love it's your mind around it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like we all really need to change from thinking that our periods are a nuisance into thinking that it's magic because it literally is. And it's so beautiful. It's such a great time. And it's such a what beautiful, wonderful time in each phase to really tap into the magic of what that energy really holds. So, and that's wonderful. I love how you mentioned growing up with that mindset because all of us, all of us do. It, it, we grew up with it being a nuisance just because we're told to, you know, take care of it. Don't talk about it and all these things. And it's really funny because I talk so freely about it with my family because my dad was the one that was around when I first got my period. <laughs> <laughs> I was 14 years old. My mom was at work. My dad was like outside mowing the lawn. No one educated me on stuff. Like I went to a Florida high school. I didn't get taught shit. Like, let's be real. Education system is a whole other topic. But yeah. No, but <laughs> I didn't learn. That. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. some of these don't know. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. yeah. We're taught about sex and we're taught that we can get pregnant once we get our period, but we're taught nothing about our period. Like, how to use a pad or a tampon or a cup and cups weren't even a thing back when we were in high school. Like they might, they might've been, but now they're more mainstream Thank God, but no one taught us. So my dad had to teach me how to use a pad, <laughs> teach me everything. He's like, okay, I, this is as much as I know. I think this will get you to when your mom comes home. And I was like, okay. And he like set me up with a heating pad for like my cramps. I was like, why do I feel so bad? Here's some Tylenol, here's some water. And he just like set me up. And I was like, thank God my dad knew how to handle it and wasn't afraid to talk to me about it because he was my first touch point into period, which is crazy because you're like, F the man when, you know, you get your period. But my dad wonderfully <laughs> knew what to do. And he really um, helped me start connecting to all of that. So that found it very interesting. Our, our first bleed stories are always very memorable. Do you, do you remember yours? Oh yeah. Exactly. Mine was very, um, my family's very like spiritual. So that's just the way it's always been. So when I first got my period, it's funny, like not looking back as a child, I was like, really, you know, my aunt's like having me prance around the garden. She like made me a crown, you know, to honor my cycle. I love that so much. It was really oh fun. God. I'm an only child. So it was like a big deal for them, you know, that I'm like getting older and stuff and I'm the only grandchild as well so I really had like so many so much support you know but at the time I'm like do I really have to do this you know yes, <laughs> yes you do and now you're looking back at it and like I'm so happy that it was celebrated instead of like 
put a bandaid on it and, you know, go about your day. That's yeah. so, that's so lovely. I love that. And I feel like, you know, if we have children someday, I'm definitely going to be doing that. I'm like, you don't understand this now, but I'll tell you, you will appreciate this later. <laughs> and oh, teach you yeah. all the ways to connect and all, all of that lovely celebration. I love that. Ransom Garden sounds absolutely delightful. God, it was really so fun. Yeah, it was great. She's awesome. You know, she always had that like type of vibe for me. But, you know, my mom didn't have the same reaction because she didn't enjoy, you know, she had a lot of complications around her mm-hmm. menstrual cycle. So she was coming from a completely different point of view. And my aunt's like, let's make this fun, you know? So I had both pieces of advice. Um, Um, And I can see where both people might feel, you know what I mean? Just different types of ways over the years, society adds so much to it, but coming back now and being in this space and seeing how many women are actually really embracing this, it's, it's actually miraculous. Like to see, I find it one of the biggest and most important movements, like for women as a whole, you know, and just because I haven't tracked mine doesn't mean that I don't believe in it. It's just that I, I haven't started yet (laughs) the way the apps, you know, but I do feel the shift in my body. Like I feel much more connected to who I am. Um, so like for me, my mood, when I start to get moody, I'm like, okay, go easy on yourself, go easy on everybody else. You know, it's just a moment in time, uh, which really does help me, but yeah, just reconnecting to it in so many different ways and getting to know my body more. Like I've shared on the podcast before, Last year, when I first started this podcast, I was actually diagnosed with PTSD. So majority of my childhood, I really was not living in my body, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So reconnecting to my body as a whole has just been a really crazy experience for me. It feels... Absolutely. Yeah. Probably feels like big 10-foot waves a lot. So I I definitely understand that. And yeah. that's incredible. I'm glad you're able to, you were able to diagnose that, find out what's going on and to reconnect. That's important because your body will naturally, if you say, even if you day one, you started bleeding, you just wrote it down in your notes. You're like, okay, day, day one, this is happening. And just jot down how you're feeling, where your energy is at and what you're craving and what your mood is like, those four things that'll make a difference when you just log that in every day. And that's what these apps help you to do as well. They're not only taking your temperature, like log your symptoms. So then the algorithm can put something together to where you can, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Then this is when this happens. That's when that happens. And you're starting to get more details around when your phases are actually happening. And if you haven't been tracking, you're like, well, Kristen, I do want to do that. But like, when do typically these phases happen? You can Google because it's usually, nobody quote me on this. This is just from me trying to remember. In your follicular, it's about 12 days, 14 to 17 or 12 to 12 to 17. My my numbers are a little wacky because my, my cycle was a little long the past two times. Is That's when you're ovulating and then add two weeks, that's your luteal and then take four to seven days for your menstrual. So right. just thinking about those, then you can kind of block out okay day one obviously I'm bleeding around day 12 you're like wow I can run a mile with ease probably ovulating probably or or if you're feeling like hey 
feeling a little sexy ovulation probably because your body's probably like hey peak time let's make a baby and you're just like uh, i i want to do that or respectfully no Respectfully right no and i'm gonna avoid that thank you <laughs> and then when you start getting those body notifications you're like yep luteal and then you can kind of track like the stars to the days that you really started feeling something from your body and connecting with it and then you start seeing some real patterns even if you're just journaling those four things every day you start seeing patterns after maybe two three cycles it's incredible wow that's so great to know yeah like if someone's just journaling already just adding that in to mm-hmm. their morning routine and checking in like i do do a body check in with myself every morning so uh, maybe i'll start writing it down you know like actually physically on paper cuz it's just kind of naturally happening you know like internally i'm like oh i'm annoyed today yes. i'm annoyed you know or i'm like <laughs> oh, i woke up and i'm feeling great like i'm ready to go drive to go get coffee that's like when I know I'm in the best mood ever you know it's like certain ways you wake up and you like want something but that's great advice thank you so much for walking us through each phase again because it has been a while since we've talked about the specific phases and um, working with my coaches as well they talk about the nutritional aspect so Mm -hmm. if any of our listeners are really wanting to learn more about this like can they dm you and reach out about certain things okay great Absolutely. Absolutely. And if it's anything nutritional, that's like that, uh, that's out of my wheelhouse, but energy, time, project management, all that stuff hit me up. If it's anything nutritional or something out of my wheelhouse, I'll probably refer them to my wonderful cycle coach who is amazing. Her name is Nam. Everybody loves her. So that's what I'll probably do. So either way, I'll get your questions answered. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And just for our listeners, again, you know, if you're feeling that like you can't get any energy, you know, Kristen is such a great person to follow, even just engage with. You will learn so much from her content. I have, um, and really just getting to know how all of this works. You know, you can watch her from afar, DM her, ask questions. And then of course, hopefully, you know, make a connection down the line because we do need support. You know, even myself, like I'm sharing with you guys now, I have people that are helping me with this. I could never do it alone, you know? Yes. It's a treasure trove of information. So don't be afraid to ask questions, engage with somebody, hire a cycle management coach, do what you got to do is if you're not utilizing, you know, some tracking in the magical space of your womb, you really want to. Yeah. And I just have to ask you this. Is there any like really great miracle stories that you could share with us out of yourself or maybe a client that after they've really tapped into this, what they've been able to create for themselves out of this, you know, journey? Absolutely. I can tell you a little bit about my journey specifically. Um, and how I took kind of the cycle tracking elements. And then I started tracking what moon phase Mm -hmm. things were happening in. So waxing phases, like, and when, when specifically I was bleeding and that's where like some fun astrological elements come into play. Cause I look at what astro sign it's in and then what moon phase. So like, let's say this time I was bleeding on a waxing moon, which means like greater energy momentum, like take action, initiate projects, like get it done in a way. It's like a lot of action-based, which I really, really felt up leading to my period and the day of, like I was just 
at 7 p.m. when I was just done with work, I was like, I have a creative spurt. I'm going to create a landing page right now. It would just happen. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. Let's see. Because my currently my cycle is moving into, um, I believe, a full moon cycle. So a few months ago, I was on a new moon. And I would always bleed when the moon was in Aquarius. Wow, that's so funny. And then now it's Taurus. It's like, let's rest a little bit. We're feeling very creative. We're cool with that, but be very smart about your energy because you're doing a lot of action right now, which makes sense because I'm literally revamping all of the offerings for remotely balanced and bound fast right now, which also includes a cycle management calendar to help you actually track. So that's coming very soon, but that's, that's a next level revelation is just taking a look at what the moon is doing, what sign it's in and what that means to you. Cause then you're, cause you're starting to see themes that really pop up in your life. And you're like, well, all these connections and it's just mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. I can relate to that. I can see how much astrology has impacted me over the past like few months, even just being more aware of what's going on. You know, (laughs) I like, I pay attention to the full moon, but I don't always know like really what's happening up there, but it has such a big effect on us. So I, I can only imagine coupling that with the internal cycle. Like that's really where it's all going to start to fall into place. And I love how you shared that energy of the landing page just coming out. I have absolutely felt that before. I'm sure our listeners have too, where you've been putting something off and then you just get that energy to do it and it's done. And it's better than you ever would have thought it could have been either too. It's like really went above and beyond, you know, for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so incredible the things that you can do just by just starting to track and just seeing the tiny patterns to the big astrological and moon related um, matters and patterns and trends. It's just, it's so epic. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's great that you're doing the calendar too. So can you tell our listeners what they can expect and how they can start to, you know, really engage with you and possibly even purchase this down the line because we will be launching this in the new year. So hopefully everything is finished by then. Yes, it will be. So at the end of January, we are doing a live free masterclass around manifesting success with the moon, where I go through your cycle phases, the moon phases, and this astrological element that I was just telling you about. And then our cycle management calendar will be live. It'll be available in whatever calendar you like. You can export it and upload it to whatever, but it'll help you. It'll have fun blocks for each phase. So then you can time it out and have blocks in your calendar as events being like, Hey, you're in your follicular. Hey, you're in your luteal. And you can set it as a reminder of when, like when that phase is anticipated to start, and then you can change it each month with the data and the facts that you got from the month previous. Cool. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I cannot wait. I'm like, I need that. So I'll definitely be signing up. I'm sure our listeners will too. And um, yeah, we'll have all of your links listed below too. Even if you just want to share your Instagram handle that way, if anybody's multitasking, they can take mental note of how to get in touch with you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. If anyone wants to get in touch listening right now, you can reach out to me on Bow and Bast. I'm really on Instagram, like 
just, just hit me up there and remotely Kristen. So either, or I'm talking about cycle management on either platform. So come on over and say hi. Yay. Thank you so much. And like I said, we'll have all the links below. If you can't, you know, double, double time this and search right now, just check out the links. Um, and any other questions, of course, reach out to me or Kristen. I'm happy to connect you guys. And thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.